and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and discuss it in depth. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on online radio station BFF.FM or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about the debut album by Kate Davis, Trophy, and it starts out with a song called Daisy. I'm trying to think about dreams I've had, happy or sad or the who had established herself as a jazz pop artist. She plays the upright bass and she's played in Lincoln Center and Carnegie Hall and she established a pretty good career for herself in her 20s. And then she decided that she wanted to start writing songs and doing pop music. And this album is, it started with kind of her the death of her father, which this song Daisy is about. And she wrote this record of songs about loss and relationships and it kind of inspired her to do something that was more from her heart rather than the American songbook of covers and other songs that she had been doing previously. Yeah, it's a remarkable first statement and she's only 28, but she was, I guess, started writing songs when she was 20, when her dad was still alive and she was asking the question and she interview tells a lovely story that she was thought her parents would be disappointed that she was sort of leaving aside this performance career to venture into songwriting. And her dad's response was, here's a notepad, write 20 songs this summer. And that story alone, I think, gives you a sense of how inspired she was by her father, the someone who supported her and gave her wisdom and yet she's now she's lost him and she feels like she's screwing up but she's going to keep trying to grow and that contrast is I think so quintessential of someone in her late 20s like I'm not sure I'm on the right path but I know that I I'm at least going to be learning from my mistakes and you can appreciate what a departure this record is if you look up on YouTube you can find a, her doing a cover of Megan Trainer's All About That Bass but it's on the actual upright bass and it's performed as kind of like a jazz standard with the vocal stylings that go along with that. And she's got a beautiful voice, but it's very different from what's on this record. And so it's really impressive that she was able to find a new sound and come up with these songs that are really incredible. Yeah, this has, I I think it's probably one of the more straightforward songs on the record, but I think it's a great way to start out where it's, it's a pretty straightforward, steady beat. And it's melodically pretty straightforward, harmonically pretty straightforward, but it's a great highlight for her 
clear, pretty voice and how well if you heard that all about the bass video, she can rock that jazz standard voice, but it works really well in more of an indie pop uh, song, song style as well. And so this song, as I said, it's relatively straightforward. It will get stranger from here. And what I like is that the her choice of the second song here is going from a, th- a song after the death of her father, inspired by it, going to one of her earlier songs, inspired by her dad maybe saying, hey, try something a little more clever. And it's called... Open Heart. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'll send the doctor in. He's got no one to see this. Critical condition. We can't. heartbreak is so affecting that it's that perfect mix of earnest and clever and I think in the hands of a less talented songwriter it would kind of fly off the rails for being silly or obvious but it's anything but it feels so I feel so connected to this songwriter and I think that's a through line on the album is that her ability to establish an emotional connection with her listeners and not let go and it's anchored by things as high and airy as her voice and, and as low as or, and earthy as that steady heartbeat drum during mm-hmm. Have an Open Heart. Mm-hmm. And it's just complicated enough combined with simple and obvious things. And it, it, it doesn't seem belabored. And yet the songwriting, structurally, it's like a verse, a pre-chorus, and then into a bridge before the chorus. So it's combining things in an odd order. And yet it feels completely natural. And there's such an emotional journey to the song. It's this metaphor of keeping an open heart mixed with kind of open heart surgery and heart surgery after having a broken heart. And it's all, it could be a little too clever, but she carries it off. The way that the emotional tenor of the song gets really quiet and then ratchets up. And at the end, it's very powerful. You know, keep a broken heart with all the instruments coming. I mean, keep an open heart (laughs) with all the (laughs) instruments coming in. And it's just a really powerful ending. And then it drops out. Yeah, that it's it starts off with yeah almost a sense of despair of like I'm going into surgery. And yet at the end, the doctors say, hey, we're going to put you back better and stronger and you'll be ready for the next one. And there's hope here. And it's wonderful. And the way that her vocals, she delivers her vocals with a really close mic, which I always really like. And it just builds this intimacy, too, in these very sort of personal songs that aren't too, they're not schmaltzy, but they're just, as you said, just very earnest and direct and clever. Yeah, and I think the cleverness and the songwriting style continues to evolve. And this next track we'll hear, it's called Burning Accidents. 
restrained pop songs i like here that she lets herself go as a performer her voice pushes into a very spooky kind of place where the emotions everything is just cranked up to 11 and her experience in jazz i think really shows here because her willingness to push into harmonies that are a little off and yet feel completely natural and work Mm. so well and i love the overwrought drama of this song yeah and um, even lyrically, also this notion of a failed relationship as being this car crash that he's driving away from. Yeah, and the instrumentation with the guitar, with the pluck strings, it sounds simple enough, but then there's a lot of drama in the lyrics and in the vocal delivery, and then there's a lot of layers that come in. We played a part that's towards the end of the song, and so that comes in later. That Yeah, it really ramps up, and I cheated and just cut to the really intense part, but it does a nice, gentle ramp up to that excitement. I mean, the first verses in this song are so quiet and it almost feels like a love song until you realize, no, it's about this thing has exploded and someone is leaving her behind in a pretty brutal way. And I I think that's reading a lot into it. That's not how I interpret it. I don't know. I, I see. I, I feel like the vision of the accident, the burning accident feels to me that's a pretty intense image and so it's hard for me not to read into it a little bit of a i read it one one person's leaving it behind the accident and she's still at the accident i read it as leaves the burning accident of the rest of the world of our world that's on fire and melting and american government that's falling apart and just focus on the relationship but okay (laughs) but i think that's what i like about these songs is that they're personal and specific but they're also open to interpretation in a way that allows you to project your own interpretation into the song which is nice. yeah i think that she's very can feel strong positive emotions about someone we're also saying like yeah you're kind of so obsessed with your own success and what about me and so i think there's you know she's asserting herself in the relationship whether or not it's a relationship that she's hoping to build or one she's given up on and that's a lot of ambiguity a lot of strength so the next song we'll play is called cloud 17 just wanted to be in love My very own whale song My one true home I call for you Across the hill 
love listening to this song after listening to Burning Accidents, where that was so overwrought, and this is one of the most straightforward pop songs on the album, yet there's that through line of intense emotion where I find it hard to make it through some of these songs without tearing up a little. The strength of her longing is so intense, and my admiration for any songwriter to open herself up so completely Mm -hmm. is really remarkable it's hard to think of someone who song after song after song is opening up her heart for everyone to see but at the same time these songs are very light and poppy and that makes them i think more affecting because if the instrumentation was more somber and overwrought then i think they would be a little bit much but it's the way that she through the songwriting and the way that the melody keeps the song light she conveys more effectively the fact that like hey we all go through a heartbreak and you just gotta keep going and keep looking and yeah and that's the thing this song i think i've heard multiple times and just thought oh this is kind of light and it was only sitting down for us to talk about it did i focus on it enough to realize that it's this entire song about the longing for someone you haven't met yet Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's i'm surprised that isn't a topic that comes up more to be so at the same time, believing that there's this soulmate out there while also in the bridge going into all the different ways that you might not meet that person. Mm -hmm. And I think instead of coming to despair, it's just that much more hopeful that, you know, there's no one soulmate, but there is the one you're going to meet. And that's hopeful and ultimately life affirming, even as I think these early verses kind of tear open my heart a little. (laughs) Just I hope she finds happiness. (laughs) Well, and talk about tearing your heart open. The next song that we'll play is called Did You Love Somebody? I should have asked you a second time. Were we on the path to true partnership? A name we used so they knew we were serious. What we told ourselves to feel responsible I dreamed of getting older with you Each year on a Christmas card I never thought I'd let you down Too old to be searching for something better And now this little dog looks me in the eyes from my new single bed, single sublet Did you love somebody? Did you meet somebody? Don't mind me Did you love somebody? Did you lose everything? Did you love somebody? Did you need somebody? instrumentation is so remarkable and we were just talking before I hit record which is the fact that when you know a lot of talented jazz musicians who you may have gone to school with it's easy to draw on a great cast of supporting musicians for this record and on that song it's very quiet and subtle but there are trombone saxophone and trumpet 
and you know as well as the keyboards and the guitar and the more obvious instruments but yeah. it adds so much depth to the sound yeah there's such a remarkable depth to that first chorus because it has those that warm full horn section mm-hmm. and then that's contrasted with the, a second chorus where there's almost no instrumentation at all and you get that sense of here she's being kind of brave and strong and then later is really feeling a little torn down before building herself back up and i think the instrumentation being a way of telling an emotional story is so effective and it's i think a real efficient songwriting here of painting in these quick strokes this young couple i mean she's in her 20s so kind of from that perspective of we got engaged we moved in together and got a dog and maybe not all in that order but Mm -hmm. maybe all a little too fast and now it's fallen apart and it's tough to look at that wreckage with anything other than a a little sadness well and i love the really efficient way that she sets up the verses in the chorus and it's the depth of the pain of this relationship and then the chorus is kind of looking at having the conversation with people that she's presumably encountering now for the first time and having to have this conversation of like oh well what was your story before and having to be reminded of all of it and not really being able to start her life over because she's always stuck in the past well she's stuck in the past of dreaming of this future that i I love that structure of the verse and then this simple i dreamed of getting older with you Mm -hmm. with together on a christmas card and then building a house together and that even if she's young she's already starting to think about the long term and that makes it so much harder to say goodbye to the relationship because you imagine it lasting and i think this is you know to varying degrees when we do these shows uh, it's often emotionally affecting but i think this is the one i'm gonna have to spend the most time recovering from because <laughs> each of these songs is the gut punch <laughs> even if there's an element of hope it, you only get there after really being dragged over the coals even if it's pretty it's so pretty but it's it's devastating too yeah so the next song we'll play is called salome this song is about except to the extent that Salome is the person in the Bible who asked to have John the Baptist's head brought in upon a platter so but the reason I wanted to talk about this song is because I feel like this is the song in which she really unleashes her jazz vocals to the maximum extent the 
vocals are so swooping and dramatic that it really gives this song a different tone than the rest of the songs on the record. Yeah, I think she's really doing quite a uh, one-two punch of this verse that has a very kind of grunge vibe with these slacker guitars. Mm -hmm. And then this chorus that comes straight out of American musical theater. Mm -hmm. And again, on paper, it shouldn't work. And I think it's a song that's, if there's a song on this record that is maybe trying too hard, this is the closest to that. Because, I mean, trekking out this very intense image of someone basically decapitating her and then what, what good is my decapitated head? No, decapitating John the Baptist. But in the song, ah, she's talking okay. about you're Salome and you're standing there with with my head in your hands. Ah, so, yeah, yeah. And so I feel like this is, it seems to be essentially a song to someone of like, you've seduced me and actually I'm not in love with you. You just made me miserable. And this did not end well for either of us. So <laughs> what did you actually accomplish here? <laughs> so, but that's sort of a fairly low key message. And this is delivered in the highest sort of drama possible. And so again, I, I like that it's, it's to the extent that I understand what the song is about. It seems to be describing a not particularly compared to a lot of the other songs, not a particularly catastrophic situation, but in the most over-the-top terms. It's very ambitious. And I'm glad you called out that guitar, which is almost, it has a feeling of like a 90s, it's a very 90s guitar line that's very subtle. And it's... Yeah, but it, even it, just the way, it, the, the even the effects pedals they're using yeah, place exactly. it in that milieu so intensely that, to be dragged out of that into this over-the-top, very jazzy, mm-hmm. uh, I, wouldn't, I don't know if it's a torch song, but it's it's so emotional and so dramatic. And... They are a fun combination. And it's, as again, I think even if it's the closest to trying too hard, I'm glad that she's trying. She's trying different things. Like, well, what happens yeah, if I, I really take this kind of verse yeah, and this kind I of really chorus? I appreciate the creativity and the ambition in the song, even if it, I'm not sure it's that and, successful. And the craftsmanship. Like, her yeah. voice is able to go to these crazy places and bring us along for the ride. It's fantastic. Uh, I think... That is a nice lead in, though, to the next song we'll play, which I think is maybe as ambitious and far more successfully so. And this, I think, was the lead single. It's called Rabbits with No Vowels. Nothing lasts forever, you can't ever hold on to
So the title apparently is the name of a coffee shop where she was spending a lot of time during this difficult period in a relationship. And so that's where the kind of odd title comes from. But this is the song that sticks with me the most from this record. And it comes really at the end when she's been so... so a lot of these songs have been really emotional and like heart-wrenching. But this is the one that just really, I think balances the the genuine feeling with enough openness that you can cast your own interpretation onto it and also the jazz skills of being able to kind of bring the melody and bring the instrumentation into places where I didn't expect them and the the whole song just kind of surprises me the whole way through yeah it, this chorus is so intense it has this operatic intensity, these odd interlocking melodic lines, these harmonies that I think are less showy than some of the others on the album, but still are fresh enough to give me this sense of the unexpected. And that's contrasted, though, I think because the melody is so intense, or rather the chorus is so intense, but this verse with the simple plaint of this is me asking, this is me showing, like, and... It's such the quintessential, I am putting myself out there. She's putting it out there to her partner who can't make up uh, his or her mind and also putting it out there to her audience. And this, uh, apparently she had written so many songs and had to pick, well, what which ones do I put on my first album? And so this is you know, an an amazing act of songwriting throughout, but also an amazing act of curation that she picked them to feel so cohesive and to have such a remarkable impact individually and as an album. And it is impressive. And also this thought of like, oh, she's got a bunch more in the can. It's like, we don't have to, maybe won't have to wait as much for a second (laughs) album because she's been so prolific and she's been writing songs for almost a decade now. And... Yeah, it's, it's such, really amazing. It's such an impressive debut record. And I love the way that these songs cover a lot of different styles and each one has a different mood, but they all are cohesive as part of a whole and they all seem to fit together on a record. It wasn't just, you know, sometimes you have people do their first record where it's like, these are the 12 best ideas I've had since I started writing songs and there's not really a theme. And these really hold together in a way that is unusual, I think, for a first record. And the album is called Trophy. And in a way, one way I can kind of interpret that is that, hey, that she made the album. Like she has achieved this kind of milestone for herself. And in a way, she's giving herself that trophy. Yeah, it's in in her own write-up on her Bandcamp page. It sort of lists out her many different awards and successes as a jazz pop singer instrumentalist and but then it says yet kate davis considers her debut indie rock album her hardest earned accolade to date yeah but deserved because yeah yeah, what an impressive debut so we're gonna go out with the last song which is the title track trophy and again we've been discussing kate davis's debut record also called trophy and you've been listening to for the record thanks so much for listening Trophy